Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. I'm Linda Warbonnet. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 87, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. Check out their Super Youth Savings account, which offers 5% over the current dividend rate on the first $750, with the rate being 5.35 APY. You can learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. All right, so we have a ton going on this week's show. Uh, we're going to talk about some events in the weekly goodness like we do every week. We're going to play some Port of Everett trivia. For our Life in Everett section, we're going to be talking about the plastic bag ban that just got passed in Everett. And then Henry sat down with Madison Miller from the Downtown Everett Association to talk about everything the Downtown Everett Association does and uh, holiday season in Downtown Everett. Did I get it all? Got it all. Okay. And, and Linda's here today, too. Which is awesome. Hey, Linda. Full Hi house. There. Hey. Thanks for yeah. joining us. You bet. Cool. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So uh, Tyler, why don't you kick us off with your event pick of the week? I'm going to go to the Celtic Christmas um, at Trinity Episcopal Church. Uh, it's the Celtic Christmas with the Bagger Boys. So it's traditional Christmas music with like, you know, all the celtic stuff like fiddles and mandolins and guitars and all of that. It's Friday at 7.30 p.m. Um, I love seeing music stuff in Trinity Episcopal Church, especially this time of year around uh, the Christmas season. Uh, it's a beautiful old church. The acoustics are amazing, and it's just cozy, you know, being there um, in the evening, seeing music. and Yeah, it is a beautiful space. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's Friday night. What about you? Cool. Uh, I... Think I'm going to try and check out Engage Everett, which is this Wednesday at 4:30 at the Elks Lodge, uh, which I don't think I've ever been in the Elks Lodge, so that'll be neat to check out. Yeah, I've been in the new one. It it is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, Engage Everett monthly uh, kind of local networking event. Um, they usually have uh, free booze, which is always a nice touch, and there's usually <laughs> some type of. Uh, update on what's going on in the community what who doesn't like free booze it's true and one thing i've heard about the elks club my neighbors are all members of the elks club because they like to drink a lot for not very much money so apparently the elks club is a great place if you like to drink and uh, like on the cheap oh there you go (laughs) pro tip how uh, how about you linda um, I'm interested in the Seattle Men's Chorus. It's going to, they're going to perform Saturday at 7 at the Civic Auditorium. What I think is so cool about that is there's so many things happening here in Everett that we don't even need to leave the city to see the Seattle Men's Chorus. There's Next week is going to be the Olympic Ballet Theater. There's going to do two performances. Um, I, I just think that's great. I personally don't like driving to Seattle, so. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. We have so much fun stuff going on right here in town. I love it. How about you, Henry? What's your uh, event pick of the week? I want to go watch tanks drive around at night at uh, the Flying Heritage and Combat Armor Museum. They're going to drive a Hetzer tank. I don't know what that is, but they're driving it at night. And I didn't put this in the weekly goodness, but I believe when they do the night stuff, they also fire off some blanks, too. So, well, that's good to know because I live right down by there. <laughs> be kind of cool to see a tank shoot a couple of blank rounds at night. We we went there for uh, 
for a living ever TV a couple of months ago and we got to see a tank drive around and just being like so close to that machinery and it's just like belching all this black smoke and it's so loud and it was rad. It was, it's, it's cool. like, yeah, it's cool and scary and makes you realize the power of, of one of those machines. And they have that whole new, uh, hangar at, they at the museum as well it is true and it uh yeah the hangar is really rad went down there for some milltown stuff and it's legit i love the flying heritage museum so yeah that's going to be thursday at 7 p.m so linda i'm going to put it on my calendar yeah, mark yes. your calendar don't make, call the police <laughs> make sure all the pets are inside <laughs> So that's what we picked out this week. Uh, for more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveandeverett.com slash subscribe. All right, everybody. So what's happening in your uh, life and Everett this week? This week, we're going to be talking about the plastic bag ban. Dun, dun, dun. And I just want to say before we get into it, no matter what side of the aisle on your, uh, you are, if you want to get... Uh, Filled with rage, uh, go on to Facebook and read people's dialogue, quote unquote, dialogue on the plastic bag pan. I was glancing through some of that this weekend and I was just like, just people are so mean. (laughs) People are getting pretty heated over. I can't uh, believe how mean people are to each other. Well, you know, tis the season for giving and being nice to your fellow man. Yeah, totally. Giving people a piece of your mind on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what the plastic bag ban is for those that don't know. I'm sure most people have heard by now, but my understanding is it won't go into effect for about nine months. I think they're going to be doing like a series of awareness campaigns. Um, and then at that point, they'll be banned throughout the entire city as a whole. That's my understanding. And they'll cost five cents each for if a, you need yeah, to buy bags. Said, yes. Um, and, uh, so I think the city passed this for environmental reasons. Um, but Linda, you brought up some really good points as to why some people are a little unhappy about this and that maybe, you know, it, it wasn't the right choice or, or it is kind of a controversial choice that was made. Right, right. I, you know, for me personally, it's going to have zero impact. I've been using reusable bags for like 20 years. Um, I, you know, I do have to buy plastic bags to use for pet waste and things like that. Um, and then when I do get plastic bags from the grocery, I do re- recycle them. You could take them back to the grocery store and recycle them there. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people that are really mad right now about this. Um, and I, I feel like passing this ban right now has kind of created a rift between, between some of the residents and the city. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed because the market's already moving towards not having the plastic bags. Uh, Kroger has said that by 2025, they will phase out mm. plastic bags in their stores. Which is QFC and Fred Meyer. Fred Meyer, yeah. Okay. So that's two of our grocery stores, and I wouldn't be surprised if Safeway you know, follows that. So I, I kind of feel like the problem was resolving itself, um, but now we have a bunch of people that are mad. And it's understandable. Um, so the residents that are on assistance will get free bags. They don't have to pay five cents. But then we have a next tier of people that are lower income that don't get assistance. So they'll have to pay for their bags or purchase, um, you know, plastic bags to to use in their homes. A lot of people reuse these bags. So um, kind of have to applaud that. But now they're not going to have that. So they're going to have to purchase bags. We, you know, fact is we use plastic bags a lot. 
Um, I, I think that eliminating plastic bags in the city of Everett's, it's not going to have any impact on the global issue. Um, I, you know, I wish we would have picked something else, maybe, you know, pesticide use on our lawns, that would have a real direct impact if we eliminated that in the city on our environment and our health. Um, and that's not something that's going to impact our lower income people like this bag ban will. So. Yeah, those, those are some, some good points that I hadn't really thought of it. Like when I first heard about it, I just thought, oh, that's cool. That's small win like for a, the environment. Yeah, st- step in the right direction for the environment. Um, particularly on like reusing the bags. Like this has actually always been a point of tension in um, my marriage is that I'm really big on reusing plastic bags and my wife is very big on recycling them. And she's like always taking them to the store to recycle them, which I think is great. But I think they're also nice to have uh, handy because um, sometimes you, you need a plastic bag for something. Right. Wow. You guys getting serious fights over the plastic bag? <laughs> not not serious <laughs> fights. It's just like a different mindset. It's like I think plastic bags are useful. It's like you guys are competing for who's like the most like environmentally con- conscient conscious about it. You know. It's well, for me, it's not cool. really an environmental thing. Like, I'm for me, it's just like a practical thing yeah. that like a plastic bag is very handy. Like totally. for example, every single time I travel, I stuff one or two plastic bags into my travel bag because I throw my dirty clothes in there and mm. stuff like that. That's just simple, you know, or if I'm going to go pick up some trash out on the sidewalk, I'm going to grab a plastic bag to throw it into. Totally. They're free, free bags that are, you know, you can use for a ton of different stuff. Yeah. For me, it's like dog poop and cat litter. And, um, those are the things that plastic bags are used for after you're done at the grocery store. I feel like my, feeling on plastic. I love all of the points you bring up, Linda. I feel like what you've really, the way that you've hit the nail on the head, in my opinion, is how it's created sort of more of a rift between community members and our local government. Um, And I think it's a really great point that the market is already going to phase out plastic bags. And so it sort of feels like maybe city council is feeling sort of the pressure of uh, our sort of p- progressive political climate, you know, and trying to sort of fall in line with what other um, municipalities are doing around us. I do think that it's a small win for the environment, and I feel like we should take uh, all the all the small steps lead to like bigger uh, changes, you know. So I fully support the plastic bag ban. I like we usually bring reusable bags or do the paper bag thing or, um, what I'm, I think what's bugged me about it is how a lot of the people who are, who seem really anti the plastic bag ban, they're saying that it's a stupid thing for the council to focus on when we have street level issues. And I feel like that argument is sort of, sort of dumb (laughs) you know it's like it's like yeah there's street level issues and there's a lot of other little things that we can be working on thinking about to be more uh just mindful of the ways that we live and the ways that we treat the environment and um you know i don't know i just feel like to me it's just it doesn't make any sense you know to sort of bring it there it feels like very like reactionary 
political punditry kind of stuff, you know, to be like, well, we got street level issues. So, well, it's, it's, it's almost like a slippery slope. Yeah. And the slippery slope argument is the sign of a bad argument. Right. It's a fallacy. There's a fallacy there. It's like, well, what about this? And it's like, well, we're not talking about this. We're talking about the plastic bag ban. Like, let's stay on topic here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. I don't understand why, why people do that, but just to, to jump in, um, we put this out on Facebook and uh, 78% of the voters on Facebook are for it. 22% not for it. And that's from like 60 some odd votes. Nice. Cause so, you just posted that like a couple hours ago. So yeah. 60 some people voted. 68. Nice. So most, most are for it. Yes. Sorry. Linda, not to. No. Oh, and so before anybody else votes, also consider this, um, you know, our charities, a lot of them use the plastic bags, um, especially food banks. So I know the city is planning on creating a reusable bag. So I hope we can get as many of those to the food banks and organizations that that rely on those um, donated plastic bags. And in the meantime, I'm going to instead of recycling them, I'm going to find somebody who wants to use them. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. I think that I love how pragmatic you are with it. Again, with the opinion of letting the market do what the market's already going to do, because the market is sort of pushing things that way. Um, I do think that there's like, if, if there's no plastic bags, people will figure out something else that works. And I feel like it's, um, one of those things that we've become reliant on and it creates a bigger problem than, uh, I think it'll, I think that it's something that we can easily adapt to not organizing our lives around plastic bags. I feel like it's a luxury that we've become used to, but it's like, so not necessary for the way that we live. It's a minor inconvenience for a lot of people, but it's something to get upset about on the internet. Just like the idea of single use plastics, you know what I mean? And just, and then all of the sort of what we're learning about how like plastic leaches into our food and, you know, it's just, if we can be more mindful of, of plastics, feel like the world will be a better place. We'll be healthier. The environment will be healthier. We'll be less dependent on fossil fuel, all of these things, you know? Yeah. I think as a whole, these types of issues with, um, you know, that relate to the environment, I think are going to have to start getting addressed more and more. Um, it's probably going to have to be the trend. So it'll be interesting to see how, how things go. So this is, uh, one step in, in that direction, I guess. So, uh, we, we'd love, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, what's your take? You can leave us a voicemail at four, two, five, three, four, one, three, seven, three, one, or email us podcast at liveineverett.com. Last week I sat down with Madison Miller from the downtown Everett association. And we talked about what the DEA is doing for small businesses in downtown, especially around the holiday times. Uh, they had a great small business Saturday that happened last month. So we just wanted to get the scoop on that. So we'll take a listen. Alrighty. So I'm here with Madison Miller. She is the marketing coordinator from the downtown Everett association. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. So we're going to talk about what the DEA is doing as far as shopping small with the holiday season right here. We're in it right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So, um, yeah, what does, uh, what, what kind of role does the DEA play in helping small businesses? So we're starting to get more into doing events to try and draw people downtown that are going to be then shopping in the small businesses. So this was our second year doing small business Saturday, had a ton of fun with it, switched things up a bit this year, and it seemed to work pretty well. 
So we're looking forward to expanding that next year. And then beyond that, just support. So anytime they reach out to us and let us know that they have their own events going on or pop-up shops, looking to share those on Facebook and help get the word out. What kind of other support do you have for small businesses? So a lot of it's really informal at this point. Um, I've had people that reach out to us and say, hey, I'm really thinking that I need to be doing some sort of promotion. What do you think would work? Do you think it's worth doing this kind of event? How can I partner with my neighbors, business neighbors, to be able to make this successful? Gotcha. So you're just like connecting all the dots for businesses that may not know how to get out there? Right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, So yeah, let's talk about the Small Business Saturday because that was, I went to it for the first time and it was, downtown was popping. It was pretty cool. You had like the pop-up market in Black Lab and then we went, I took my parents to like Jay Matheson, which was a joy. Um, Yeah, just, just talk about how that went and all that. It went really well. I was initially kind of nervous when I got downtown that morning because there was nobody outside. And then I realized it was just so cold. No one wanted to walk. So they were driving from one business to the next and the, the businesses were actually really full. So I was really happy. We had a number of businesses reporting their highest sales ever um, for this year's Small Business Saturday. Very cool. All which right. was, I was really happy about, you know, that's what it's all about is trying to help support these small businesses. That's awesome. And then like, uh, how did Halloween go? Because that was a first, right? The downtown yeah. trick-or-treating. Yeah. So I heard that someone at some point did it years ago this was our first time jumping in it was incredible that's probably the thing i'm most proud of that i've done here so far we had so many people downtown my face hurt from smiling so much by the end of the day because there were just so many happy kids and parents that were really happy to have something to do that they felt comfortable doing with their little ones i think i heard eric from bayside bikes said that i think he had to go out like an hour into it because he ran, he like bought bags of candy and he ran out. He so. went through, I think, 16 pounds of candy. Whoa. Oh man. Uh, narrative, I think he said it was 300 cookies he baked and he went through all of them. Um, there were 500 cake pops brought in. All of those were gone. That is, that's so cool though, because I feel like a lot of parents don't, you know, it's like, yeah, you could do the neighborhood, but like I worked uh, at the Outlet Mall a long time ago and in a different world, in a different life. I worked at the Outlet Mall and a lot of parents would bring their kids to the Outlet Mall because you just hit business to business and you don't, you know, if you have smaller kids, you can kind of corral them more easily than like being out in the neighborhood. So Definitely. very, very cool stuff. I'm glad it went well. I want to go to it next year. We had a lot of fun and there, there were actually quite a few adults that worked in our building, especially that heard noise and kind of just popped out to see what was going on and and had a lot of fun watching. There was uh, Just for Kicks Dance did some little performances with their uh, younger dancers. And that was really cute. Very cool. Um, So what are some business, let's let's focus, go back to Christmas and the holiday season since we are in it. Um, What are some businesses that are having like sales or events um, before Christmas that people might not know about? Any, anything that like stands out to you at all? or So these are ones probably people do know about, but they're the ones I'm really excited for. Maker's Market on December 20th from yes. 4 to 9 p.m. at Scuttlebutt Tap Room. That's going to be a blast. There's a really great group of vendors for that. And then this year, Toggles is doing Party in the Back, and that's going to be a lot of fun December 22nd from noon to 6. I'm really excited for that one as well. Um, another great opportunity to buy yarn from Whiskey Knits. I saw Taylor the other day. Um, we we did a shoot for uh, for Milton Creative, and we were up in Stanwood, and she was like, "Oh, there's a yarn store." 
We like had to run into the yarn store and check it out. Yeah, she's doing really cool stuff. She's doing some really great stuff. It's been a lot of fun to see her popping up all over the place. And I think she organized the party in the back. I think so. so. That's the impression I've gotten from that. Very cool. So there are chances, more chances to shop local from makers. Absolutely. In, in downtown before it's too late. Mm-hmm. So. And there's definitely going to be a variety of sales probably every weekend between now and Christmas at all of the retailers downtown. Um, Narrative has another pop-up coming, but that'll be before this goes up. But then they're looking at doing at least one more pop-up before the end of the month. Very cool. All right. I didn't know that. So we're, we're breaking news here on the Live and Everett podcast. Um, where do you like to shop in downtown? I love going to JAG. Um, they've got some really interesting stuff in there, and you can custom order anything you want. Um, where else do I go? Are you, an, are you an artist? Not really, but I have a lot of fun with it and a lot of relatives that, that are more into doing that kind of thing. I'm definitely more just hobby kind of stuff. Um, I love Grand Leader as well. There's always a lot of interesting things in there. I recently got this little hand-painted uh, Peruvian nativity scene for my mother-in-law. <laughs> so just weird stuff that you can find. So you really have to take the time to walk in and see what people have to offer because it's not always what you'd expect. Right, right. Um, yeah, we were talking like when we were setting this meeting up, something about houseplants that people might not know about. Yeah, so Jana's actually has a really great selection of houseplants and some really inexpensive small things. So if you're you know, like me and tend to kill everything you buy, it's nice to buy something really small because it's easier to, to figure out how much to water it. Where do you, where where is that place for people who may not know? Jana's favorite finds is on the twenty six hundred block of Colby. Okay, and what do they sell? Like, what's in the window? Like, so there's tons of stuff. Jana's always got packed displays in the front. So it's uh mostly home goods. She does some consignment, and local artists sell some of their stuff in there. Um, there's tons of soaps and lotions and candles and all kinds of handmade things as well as vintage. Is there anything that you'd like to add at all? I was going to mention, um, it's a little outside of downtown proper, but Rain City Studio opened recently as well. What is Rain City So they do handmade um, small batch soaps, candles, and makeup, which I thought was really interesting because it can be really hard to find that kind of thing locally made and reasonably priced. I actually bought a candle from them on Small Business Saturday, and they've got really great products and a really great staff. Very cool. Does it smell good? Yes. All right. I got a Fraser fir candle and it smells like Christmas. All right. That's all you really need around this time of the year is a candle that smells like Christmas. Especially because I'm in an apartment and I'm like terrified of putting a real tree with lights in there because I'm convinced I'll burn everything down. So a nice little candle that smells great is perfect. So I have a question about, you know, we're talking about small business, but you know, Funko moved in. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that or not. Oh yes. But it seems like from, (laughs) from the outside that they're doing a lot of stuff with the community. And I was wondering if you like the, the DEA, do you guys interact with Funko often? It seems like they're kind of like trying to put their roots into downtown a little bit more. Yeah. They've definitely been starting to build relationships in the community. And so we're, we're working on building that relationship. They were involved in the Halloween event. So they had Freddie Funko, their little mascot, come out and take pictures with the kids on the corner. And that was a lot of fun. We had tons of people stopping to take photos on that corner or what more. And 
it was a really great time having them there. I think that's cool that they're trying to, you know, get into the community more. It seemed like at first they were like this, like Funko was here and they're like this like monolith. Right. But it, they're becoming more, I feel more, um, in tune with downtown Everett. I'd agree. Yeah. They've been, they've been a lot of fun to have around. How do you, how do you reach out? How do you connect with the downtown Everett association? There's about a hundred different ways you can get in touch with us. So you're always welcome to shoot us a message on Facebook. I check that pretty regularly. Um, our emails are both on the website, phone calls. You can always just walk into our office. We're in the key bank tower on the ground floor. So we get people wandering in pretty frequently and just asking what we do. So you're welcome to do that. Or asking where the bathroom is. For oh yeah, we get that a silver lot. Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to share an office together. So I remember that right before I started working with Liv and Everett, they were in that office. And yeah, I remember people would come in and be like, do you know where the bathroom is? Or the mail room. Yes. the exit yeah so we we get lots of everything but people looking for us well, there you go cool cool well madison thank you so much yeah thank you it's time for everett trivia we're gonna be well we're still knee deep in port of everett trivia so we're gonna be reading three of those questions and we'll see if tyler and garrett can answer them correctly fellas ready fingers crossed I'm ready. Let's do it. Alrighty. In 1923, a 7.9 magnitude earthquake struck Japan's Tokyo, Yokohama metropolitan area. This kickstarted the export of what product through the port of Everett? Steel, brick, apples, or timber? 1923, 7.9 magnitude earthquake in Tokyo and Yokohama, the metropolitan area. Steel, brick, apples, or timber? Did you say export or import? Uh, export. I have no idea, so I am just making a wild guess here. Garrett goes with steel. Tyler, writing his answer. Here it is. Timber? It's steel. Oh, or no, wait, sorry. It's actually timber. Ha! Oh, yeah. That's messed up. Got him. <laughs> sorry. It's also not fair that I was writing my answer after I heard Garrett's, but... I just want to say, I swear the timber was going to be my answer. <laughs> I thought it might be apples. Um, That's uh, because it was kind of the outlier, but. Sorry, Garrett. It's kind of surprising, right? Timber? Yeah. In Didn't we already have, like, all the mills going and stuff, like rocking and rolling timber here? Well, we were exporting. That's why I asked what we were exporting, probably to help read. Rebuild, yeah, is my guess. Yeah. Oh, so we were exporting it to them. Okay, yes. I didn't think about that. That that makes more sense. So this is a very long lead up to this question. So I'm just going to, uh, uh, what do you call that when you take condense something? It. Thank summarize you. Condense it, it and summarize it. Um, so this company, located at the former site of the Everett Pacific Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company, built the 94 and a half foot diameter donut shaped turntable that powered the Space Needle for the 62 World Fair. Is it Lockheed Martin, Boeing, the Western Gear Corporation, or Fluke? Which company built the donut-shaped turntable to power the rotating restaurant at the top of the Space Needle? It was built in Everett, the I'm power plant. I'm say Boeing. I said Lockheed Martin. It is the Western Gear Corporation. Oh. Uh, we both suck. Lockheed Martin is not out of Everett, though, right? I don't think so. Yeah. It was just a guess, Tyler. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, 
You know that the Space Needle was built by Howard S. Wright, right? <laughs> right. I don't know. He's an Everett guy. Well, final question. In 1920, the port commissioner, oh, sorry, the port commission responding to a request from a private ferry operator based in Clinton on Whidbey Island and others decided to build a ferry landing on the tidelands it controls where? That is a weird question. Lay it on me one more time, brother. Yeah. Yeah. In 1920, the Port Commission, responding to a request from private ferry operators based in Clinton on Whidbey Island and other people, uh, they decided to build a ferry landing on the Tidelands. It controls where? Where did the Port Commission decide to build this ferry terminal? Is it multiple choice? Yes. Okay. Everett, Muckleteo, Edmonds, or Snohomish? There's a big clue in there. If you could follow this kind of roundabout way of asking this question. I'm going to say Muckle Teo. I'm also guessing Muckle Teo. It's Muckle Teo. Muckle yeah. Teo Clinton. Yeah, yeah, duh. It's like... Hey, I got one. Hey. Yes. Well, Tyler wins again. <laughs> yeah. Man, how are you so smart, Tyler? I don't know. Like I said, I'm actually quite stupid when it comes to most things, but I have decent inductive and deductive reasoning skills. All that Jeopardy you've been watching lately has been paying off for you, I guess. Yep, totally. I'm trying to be the next Ken Jennings. The Ken Jennings of Everett. We should do Everett Jeopardy next instead of Everett Trivia. Yeah, Everett Jeopardy. How would that work? We just reverse the questions. What is Everett Jeopardy? Yeah. Answer it in we the give, form of a We question. give the answers and then you get it. That could be fun. could be fun. I love Jeopardy so much. Anyway. So does my mother. Maybe Another could, thing that your mom and I have in common. That's great. Maybe we could get Alex Trebek on the podcast. That would be cool. Ken Jennings is from Seattle. Wasn't there a guy who works at the Imagine Children's Museum who uh, won on Jeopardy or something like that? Yeah, we. I reached out to him and I got nothing back. Ooh. He had a, he said something weird on Jeopardy. He answered a question weird and it became a meme for like two seconds, <laughs> but I don't remember what it was. It was something to do with hip hop, I believe. It was a hip hop related question. There was a, this is a different show and I'm getting off topic now, but on Wheel of Fortune, Somebody was solving a solving a puzzle, and it, it was like Achilles, and he read it Achilles, <laughs> and lost all and his money. Oh no, Achilles! <laughs> it's really funny. Oh man, Garrett, take us home. All right. You can help support Living Everett with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about the good things in Everett every single week. If you want to know more, you can head over to patreon.com slash liveineverett to donate today and help support Living Everett. Thanks for hanging out on the Living Everett podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can podcast at liveinever.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for our theme music, to our producer Henry J, and to uh, Madison Miller from the Downtown Everett Association. Remember, good things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're ever till the grave.